Welcome to Rugged Rants, a tough and yes, maybe at times a bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. I'm Barry Ross, your host for today. And today's segment is about professional services or pro services. The pro service value prop, at least to me, has always been creating lasting customer relationships based on superior support. Today, my guest, National Sales Manager, Walt Chantlos. He'll give us a deep dive on everything you need to know about pro services. So welcome, Walt. Thanks for joining. Hey, thank you. Good afternoon. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, I know you're a hard person to get a hold of. So uh, let me just jump into it. So, and we've talked about this in the past. Um, when we talk about professional services, pro services, you know, what is it? It can be a lot of things. It's huge, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, from my point of view, we're really, in a way, we're kind of that glue that takes our incredibly resilient, um, multi-purpose device and really kind of customizes those beginning, middle, and end points to provide that customer solution or customer experience versus just, you know, here's an amazing device that'll solve a need. And, and, and that's, I think, really interesting because we were talking a couple of days ago and I was like, oh, you know, professional services, are we talking about warranties? And you kind of gave me the eye roll and you're like, Barry, it's a lot more than that. And so when we talk about the glue, that means, you know, more than just, you know, something, you know, outside of, you know, a warranty for a particular device. Am I right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think even if you look at just the warranty portfolio of ser services we have, you know, they're designed depending on what the customer needs to achieve. Is it global? Is it domestic? Is it not so rugged of an environment? So they're not going to be as abusive. Is it EMS or, you know, first responders where, quite frankly, the device doesn't make a difference when you're trying to save a life, so those warranties need to be more broad and more encompassing? And that's completely different than perhaps deployment services in the beginning or some of the other engineering services we may tie into a full solution. And, and so that is a great point because I guess professional services and the resulting agenda or menu of items that we kind of move, sell, market, varies between the verticals. Is that is that accurate? Oh, uh, some are common amongst all, but for the most part, you know, if, if we're dealing with our federal government, our DOD space, completely different set of services appropriate and needed because the use case is very different. When you look at our public safety or utility business, you know, much more in-vehicle, 5 million miles over five years, so you've wow. got to consider mounting and those pieces. And then as you look at enterprise, it's a gamut of different uses for our devices. So you really have to know, you know, a lot about these different verticals and what they need from a professional services standpoint. Well, absolutely. Just like our sales team, you know, my pro service team focuses on their vertical markets and trying to be our subject matter experts to extend pro services into that vertical on a very customized way. And so customization is a big, big, big topic these days. And you know, when we start talking about like the different OSs, and this is one of my favorite topics because, you know, we've probably spent a lot more quality time than we need to over the last month and a half talking about services for a particular OS. In this case, it'd be Android. And so to me, the challenge has always been, you know, you have got Microsoft kind of exiting the handheld space and people are relying enterprises, customers, our customers, correction, are looking to us for a solution that helps us think of Android in a different way. And I'm gonna stop and pause there because I'm, I'm leading to something here and you're smiling. <laughs> it, do you think 
do you feel that Android is enterprise ready out of the box? I think it is very close. Um, if we just look back over the past three years and the transition in the Android marketplace, mm. I mean, we're in a completely mm. different spot. I know that my last three years has been building out a portfolio for Android support, Android pro service offerings that mimic or expand far greater than our Windows world did. And we're finally there. I think Android has finally taken off. Uh, the engagements that I'm involved in with very large customers and very large deployments, I mean, we're there, we're ready, we're going. Interesting. So you are getting more than just the SMBs, the 50-plus employees that are asking for our solutions for enterprise, for Android. So I think it's the other way around. I, I'm, obviously, I'm not the expert, so you tell me. Yeah, I think what's most exciting to me is that the Android world and our incredible portfolio for Android has really opened us up to a different type of customer. And the scale necessary to support that customer in Android, we're dealing with thousands mm. or tens of thousands where, you know, an average tough book, traditional deal, 100, 500, 1,000 is a pretty wow. big, you know, quantity. In Android, the scale is just 10x. Wow. Okay. So that was, that was the wrong assumption by my end, thinking they were talking 10, 15 employees. I, I did not know that. That's, uh, that's interesting. So what is the biggest challenge then that you come across in Android then? Is there something in particular? Because like, I know when we start talking about this menu of features or services or categories like uh, one-time, early-time provisioning of over-the-air activations, as an example, what's the biggest challenge you have with a customer looking at Android uh, or moving to Android? Maybe it's the first time thinking about Android as an enterprise OS. Yeah, I think uh, the toughest part is educating on the operating system itself, you know, because we all live in this consumer world at home. We have our wives, our kids that are getting new phones every weeks, months, years, and our devices are different, right? It takes time to design a product for five years of incredibly rugged use. And so we're a bit behind the consumer device on an operating system version standpoint, right. you know, the cool names, right? The Oreos and the pies and all these cool little things that, you know, Google's calling their OSs. I mean, it's educating the customer to explain that, hey, you've got to manage and maintain this operating system in a different way. You know, in the, in the Windows days, Microsoft pushes updates and you don't really right. have to think about it. And we need a strategy and, and Panasonic delivers a strategy to manage that long life cycle, five years after purchase and being able to upgrade or not, depending on your environment, your application set, and what it really takes to change from one OS version to another. And so is that an easy conversation to have, what you just said with a customer? I mean, is that a challenge to have that conversation, to move that conversation beyond the device? I think for those of us that have experienced it, it's a very easy conversation mm -hmm. to have. I think the hardest part is, for customers that traditionally aren't using a Windows CE or handheld device, it's a new concept mm. to them. So, you know, our, our broad sales teams really rely on my team to be able to come in, sit down and have the more in-depth conversation, educate and articulate in a way that it resonates with a customer. I think among the many things I like about you all, I like the fact that you're taking us from more of just a sell to more of a consultative role? Because to me, that means something. You know, it's it, it's funny to me. I, I talked earlier about the fact that we have this amazing platform, a tough book, regardless right. of the form factor and fit. We have the opportunity to customize that to that customer experience, that customer solution. If I'm working under an aircraft, I have one set of parameters mm -hmm. and 
weather conditions and use case um, versus in the back of an ambulance, where, as I said earlier, you know, it's about saving totally that different. individual's life. The device is throwaway. And we get to kind of wrap software and engineering consulting and the right warranty programs, right. deployment programs, right? Getting units configured and prepped, maybe with all different items that the end user needs, right? I need a bag, a case, an adapter, and, you know, whatever it is, a user manual, and delivering that device completely configured, ready to go at the push of a button. Wow. So that takes time off of the enterprise IT organization who, quite frankly, doesn't refresh every six months or year. Right. They refresh every five years. Wow. So they forget how to do it by the time they get to that next five-year cycle, or they don't have the staff anymore, or... They just don't have the time to deploy 10,000 devices in a couple months. Yeah, and that we sounds do. crazy. And, and, and again, it goes back to what you were trying to tell me the other day. You know, this is more than just, you know, maintenance, selling maintenance. It's really about selling the services, the kidding, and everything that goes with getting someone a customized device or devices, which could be in the hundreds, to a customer use case, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me just change tact real quickly for a second. So... I, I think we agree. I finally get it that Android may be ready for enterprise uh, with your team's help. Uh, one thing that keeps cropping up, I and mean, it's been a focal point, at least uh, on my radar for some time, is you know the virtualization of services. And what I mean by that is, you know, companies are having, I guess, fewer brick and mortar offices. Um, you know, maybe they have more contracted employees. Um, they're just trying to save costs. Right, and they're looking to pro services or professional services to help, I guess, lower the infrastructure costs, their hard costs, their bottom line. And so, where do you do you see that as a trend where people are coming to us to, to help reduce their costs because they have fewer uh, on payroll employees, less IT departments, uh, less actual offices with IT departments? Is that something you're seeing, or maybe it's just me? I don't know. Well, you know, I hate to admit it, Barry, I've been doing this a little bit of time now, right? Back to the 90s, we'll say. Um, and what's ironic, we, you know, and everything is kind of um, kind of ebbs and flows, right? So right. back five to 10 years ago, we weren't doing as many deployment projects. Mm. We weren't doing as many consultative engagements where, you know, Panasonic badged employees are actually on site working on behalf of the customer for periods of time. Um, that was really in-house. The you know IT gr growth or IT staffing was growing. Budgets were growing. Everybody wanted to make it a profit center, right? That big thing we went through in enterprise. And I think what I've seen over the past five to seven years, especially in the past five years, IT budgets are shrinking. IT staff is shrinking. They're looking more to us for software tools to remotely manage, to remotely assess the health of devices, and our deployment services are more desired and included on more deals today than ever before. And it's it, this has been a trend where we've seen 30, 35% growth just in that deployment business mm. over the past three or four years because they don't have the staff to do it and they don't have the time it will take wow. to, to do the work. And so is this a cycle that you see every five years, every 10 years, or is this like a, a new, you know, a new trend? I don't, I don't think this is going to be short-lived. I think mm. that what we're seeing in all parts of the economy and our business is trying to be more efficient. So the fact that they're outsourcing this six weeks of work to a valued partner that does it right, gets it delivered on time, and is accountable for the work that's done means they don't have any of the overhead, the cost, the right. staffing, 
the brick and mortar buildings you talk about. Right. Because quite frankly, we can do that deployment and we can handle advanced exchange. We can get replacement devices configured exactly the way they need it on site the next day, if and when something does happen. On site the next day. Because quite frankly, things do happen. Doesn't matter how great of a device we build, you know, that railroad train running over glass is sure (laughs) to break it once or twice. And that was one of the questions I had before, and I think we were talking about, is like, you know, one of the big things about the value props for a Toughbook device is it lasts a long time, and there's an ROI. And so I was wondering, like, how do you position like, hey, you know, our devices, you know, are great and they last forever and you can like, you know, throw it against the wall and it'll be fine, quote unquote. How do you sell against the longevity or non-longevity of that device? Is that a tough sell? I don't think it's so much a a tough sell. You know, three to five year life cycle, very common. Well, if you look at the advancement in technology, CPUs, memory needs, software requirements, Mm -hmm. by the time you get to five years, There's a need for refresh, not because the device is no longer reliable, dependable, Mm. but hey, let's face it. It may have shipped with Windows 7. Now it's Windows 10. It may have shipped with 4 meg, 8 meg of memory. I can tell you now, everybody's screaming for 32, right? That's a good point. And, And it's just the software evolution that eventually creates the need to refresh. And of course, that's good for our customers because as they get that new hardware out in the field, they become that much more effective. Yeah, that makes total sense. I, and so, I, well, I think you're killing it. Uh, you're, you're rolling through all my questions. I got one more for you. And uh, it's th- the concept that I used to hear about a lot was, and I'm obviously I'm marketing wonk, you know, everything I get a hold of, everything I touch, I want to bundle, right? I'm like, look, you know, we could you know, charge X amount of more and there's a premium there because we're you know, putting all these value adds into a SKU or a price plan. And that's where I usually get the same look. You're looking at me now. Well, that's... Good, Barry. Barry, it was the word skew that threw me off. We're here to keep it easy, right? For those of you out there that wonder, a skew is actually a product. It's true. I'm complicating things. But to your point, though, within this product, we tend to, in the marketing world, try and add value by bundling all these different components together. Uh, Is that still a trend? Or are you seeing, in your world, the exact opposite, where people want a la carte? for the services that you provide, because you provide a lot of services. Yeah, uh, much to the chagrin of our supply (laughs) chain folks, perhaps, um, that need and desire is only growing. It it goes back to kind of where we started, that Mm. our services are the glue that kind of brings together amazing hardware with different components to create a customer experience, right? One way of achieving that is to give a customer your one skew, as you mm, said, Barry, right. one item to purchase. And within that purchase is the deployment piece of it, the warranty piece of it, perhaps a software license for dual factor authentication or Android OS programs, whatever those needs are, it makes it simple. It doesn't mean that customers and we aren't having the discussions on an item by item basis early on as we design the solution because everybody's got budgets to right. you know to adhere to. But when you finally make those decisions, they want a solution, they want to hold somebody accountable, and that's where a good, solid, bundled solution designed around Barry's need or Walt's need really achieves a much greater customer experience than just that commodity five-line item purchase. So it does seem like bundles will be around for a while based on the customer need. I agree, yes. Okay, okay. So, well, one last question. What's my favorite question? What about your job in pro services do you love? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, loaded question. <laughs> I know. It can, uh, go, it can go quick, go south quickly, but... So there's no doubt in my mind, 
I get to really look at and listen to, most importantly, listen to our customers' needs, right? They're never the same. Mm. Some of those discussions are difficult, right? Because I bridge the gap between sales and service, not only do I hear the wonderful stories of success, unfortunately, we also hear when we've fallen short, when mm. we haven't delivered on that customer expectation. Um, that to me is exciting because quite frankly, my team can be a change agent, right? Not only are we great at delivering amazing solutions that may be new and different to us that fits the customer needs, I also get to solve problems when customers realize, oh, we didn't really know what to expect. Wow. Um, get to talk to customers. That's the best part of my job there. Yeah. I think and of that's course, a, talking with you. Uh, <laughs> well, you're a good man. I'll say it again. Uh, and I like that answer because it's not all roses, right? I mean, sometimes you do have to be that change agent for our customers. And I'm sure there's been a lot of situations where you've had to support customers, probably not in the most optimal way, right? And uh, you know, I appreciate that about you. So you know, just, to, so just to recap and make sure I understand, uh, so it does seem like uh, in terms of the conversation we just had that uh, Android for Enterprise is here to stay. It's not a flash in the pan as customers look beyond Windows. Um, it does seem like you know the virtualness of pro services uh, is an opportunity. It's a trend that you're seeing. And you know, lastly, you know, this seems like you know, the notion of bundles and bundling value-add services together for pro services at Panasonic is also something that you're going to keep your eye on. Did, did I miss anything in this conversation? Well, you know, I think uh, maybe one item that we didn't touch on is the fact that we are blessed, Barry, you and I, to work for such an amazing brand in Panasonic. Totally agree. And I think what's also exciting, maybe not more exciting than the opportunity to engage with customers, is really to recognize that this organization continues to put resources and invest in what we will be delivering for Android and for Windows tomorrow, whether it's expanded services, expanded offerings. I am extremely excited about the future. Let's face it, my job is to help grow our business in this area. Couldn't be more thrilled at the investments we're making today that take six, nine, 12 months to really be seen by a customer. So that's one thing I'd leave you with. Yeah, well, I gotta tell you, you should have your own podcast because that was well said, my friend. So uh, excellent. And, uh, you know, I think that's it for us today. I want to thank everyone for listening in. I'm Barry Ross, and that was another episode of Rugged Rants. Tune in to new episodes and hear from my fellow co-hosts, Susan Campbell and Craig Joukowsky on a whole range of topics, each a tough and bold conversation on the future of innovation and what we can expect as work changes. Mm-hmm.